This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. We are going to talk about gratitude. Crazy time, right? Everybody's going through something. And of course, we're realizing so acutely that even having the privilege to talk about health and happiness in a 25-minute radio show or podcast is just an enormous gift. Everything is a gift. All the things that we generally complain about, we're looking at them now as gifts. So gratitude is our topic today, and I asked our Facebook community, a circle of women, I asked them to chime in and and tell me what they're grateful for. And I want to share with you the responses. We heard first from Jennifer, who said the first thought she had this morning was she heard the birds chirping. She looked out of her window, saw the buds on the trees, and she was thankful for her job, for her health, for her refrigerator full of food. Jennifer, thankful to slow down and finish a puzzle. Terry wrote, I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I'm safe. I'm grateful for my family and friends and that I still have a roof over my head, food, water, and can still communicate with others and find out what's going on in the world. Pam says, today I was able to go to one of my favorite places to ask Mother Nature for healing. She says she's grateful her family is safe and also for the roof over her head and clean water to drink and food. Kathy says, as she put her trash out to the curb this morning, the birds were singing a lovely melody and she's so grateful to hear nature singing. I am so grateful that we can still put our trash out to the curb, right? So grateful for our sanitation men. Diane says she woke up this morning with song lyrics in her head. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. And then she sang, I have a wonderful feeling. Everything's going to be okay. She said with the birds singing and the trees blooming, we have to look at a new normal in our extraordinary lives. Becky says, I'm grateful for spring, the blue sky and the daffodils. And I'm most grateful for my family. Me too, Becky. My sister brought me daffodils the other day. They're like gold. Joanne wrote, I listened to Panache Desai's Return to Calm meditation and was grateful to be reminded that I'm enough. Kathleen said she was doing a tapping meditation and what came into focus for her was how much her kids pay attention to her behaviors and anxiety and rely on her to keep them feeling calm and safe. So Kristen says she's working on who and what her kids need her to be. And she's also found new appreciation and gratitude for her son's teachers. Absolutely. Jennifer says she's grateful to have checked in on people who were long overdue for a checkup. And she's also grateful to catch herself rushing and to stop and look and listen. Vivian says, I'm grateful for the essential workers. Not only the obvious ones, the doctors and nurses and therapists, police, fire, but also the people in the supermarket, the ones delivering the oil, the ones fixing the broken water heaters. And she says, the radio hosts. And she says, I'm looking forward to not thinking about touching all the metal items around me and keeping them clean to protect my family, especially my 94-year-old father. I'm grateful 
or perhaps more hopeful, she writes, that this will make people realize we are all the same. We are all vulnerable. Jaylene wrote, I sat on the couch the other night between my college junior and my high school sophomore. They both had their legs up on me. That's the happiest I've been in a long time, sitting on the couch with my babies, stuck in social isolation. Jane, similar, she made dinner with her 23-year-old son. Normally, he would get home too late to do that. She says that's a special memory from this crazy time. And Eileen was FaceTiming with the grandchildren. She said seeing their smiling faces yelling, Grammy and Pops, makes us laugh. So thank you, ladies, for the list of things that you're grateful for. It made us all remember more things that we are grateful for. And of course, I had to make a call out to Margaret Rizzuto, our gratitude expert, who was with us at our last weekend retreat at Mariondale. I love the idea of starting really big, you know, being thankful for the planet and then bringing that down to a smaller level. So the planet, the earth, our state, our home, the room that we're in, the person that we were with or not with or just ourselves, just bringing it down to a really macro level. This moment, this time, I'm grateful. That's certainly one of the practices I like to do. And then I think another one I really like, especially now, and in fact, I did it last night, is when I wake up at night, if I can't fall back asleep, I'll just um, take a couple of really deep breaths and then just think about all the things in my life that I have to be grateful for. And it just has this really beautiful way of ah, just this moment where your body starts to relax and before you know it, you you do fall back asleep and you fall back asleep in this really nice space. Right, in a really nice space. At our last retreat together at Mariondale, I guess it was a leap weekend, the last weekend in February, you made a beautiful gratitude tree. And I just think with all the families home right now, that would be an excellent project for everybody. Can you describe that? Mm, yeah. So um, really, I just literally went out in the backyard and I picked up some of the branches that had fallen. I put them in a jar uh, with some rocks on the bottom just to hold it and cut out some little pieces of papers. They, they were a little more organic than actual leaves, but put a string on them. And then we all wrote something we were grat- uh, grateful for and hung it on the tree and it really it became this really beautiful symbol of how much we all have to be grateful for so at home it's a great it's a great project to do with kids it's a great project to do with yourself you know this tree that has dangling from it all these little pieces of paper with uh, grateful words and messages it almost you know had its own vibration you know it just it, you looked over it and you f- could feel so much joy so much goodness so you are about to embark on some new classes or something what do you have coming up yeah actually what i am putting together and it's similar to what we did at the retreat but um, I'm putting together a workshop on how to cultivate gratitude, and it's something that I want to offer free, especially right now. I think we can all use a little more awareness about the things that we have to be grateful for. I will be posting that on social media probably next week. Perfect. And where can we go for more information now? Facebook is Margaret Rizzuto Empowerment Coaching, and Instagram is at Midlife Coach. That's Margaret Rizzuto, coach and gratitude expert.
I found myself doing her meditation last night, grateful for the universe, grateful for the galaxy, grateful for the planet, grateful for cold spring. It works. And you know what else works? What a gift this is. How to Be an Artist, a new book by Pulitzer Prize winning art critic Jerry Saltz. This guy is just beyond the beyond in the world of art. He's such an amazing voice. And his call right now is for all artists to get busy. And guess what? You're an artist. He just tweeted a while ago, if you build it, it will come. You'll take the courage forward you showed now. These moments of being creative and adapting to change and modeling it for your kids will be with you all your days going forward and will fortify you. Jerry, thank you for joining Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show here in Westchester on the Hudson Valley. This book, How to Be an Artist, is just what we need right now. I love that you're saying that, Casey. I'm sheltering in place very, very near the beautiful, important, life-sustaining Hudson Valley. Oh, are you really? Oh, that's so wonderful. This is a place of healing, for sure. Yeah, there's something about the... The, the landscape that's always been this way. Yeah, it has. It's heavenly, absolutely heavenly. Well, we're grateful you're here, and we are so grateful for this book, How to Be an Artist by Jerry Saltz. Jerry, I see this book as such a work of generosity because I know so many women and men, but mostly I work with women who are artists, but they can't, but they're embarrassed by it. And you, you say, and don't be embarrassed, right? Well, we're all going to be embarrassed uh, by whatever we make. I am embarrassed right now saying the ridiculous things I'm going to end up saying. What I would say to all people is we have to be embarrassed. You can't not be embarrassed. And women especially, this is an extraordinary moment. For 50,000 years, 51% of the population was more or less told, eh, we're not interested in your stories. I sometimes think maybe men, when all of this passes, men, maybe they don't show, for, show their work for about four years. They lay fallow, and maybe only women could show. I think art history would not fall apart. I don't think art would die. My guess is it would get a little better, and everybody would understand that these stories have never been heard before in art. And so I would say, don't be embarrassed. Get to work, all of us big babies. You have to get to work to make this happen. And of course we're gonna make bad things. We have to get over thinking, well, I can't draw those flowers to look like flowers. Well, you're gonna have to draw them to look the way you make them look. Right. The way Casey can't draw the flowers perfect, but Casey draws it in a very particular way. I may not like it, but every time I see Casey's flowers, I think, huh, eh, those flowers have got to be Casey's. Or you do a little dance, and you turn on your iPhone, and you record 30 seconds, and you put it on your Instagram, and somebody goes, but you turned like a duck. Well, 
the interesting thing about Casey is when she does a turn, she does look a little like a duck. <laughs> and that duckness is the beginning of finding our voice. But we have we have to get to work. Not ha- working is the easiest thing in the world. Ah, oh, not working is the easiest thing in the world. And we have to push through our embarrassment to find our own voice. I love this. You really do. And I only want you to make work in your own voice. Don't worry about being as good as uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh had no natural talent. He's completely self-taught. What he had was desire and courage inside of every work of art you've ever seen every dance every poem every song is embedded the value of courage the essence of courage because the person who made it the people who made it had to have manifested enough courage to do so and that's all that we're being asked listen hudson valley viruses come But viruses also go. Right now, art loves periods of intimacy and seclusion, of the hours alone, even at the kitchen table with the kids making a bloody mess, and somebody cooking in back of you, and medicine being mixed up around you. 99.9% of all the art ever made in this world was made in conditions like that creativity was with us in the caves it's in every bone in our bodies it's how we survived at all and now we are being called upon by nature again in a sense to adapt adapt in order to survive and the definition of adaptation is creativity the definition of adaptation is putting aside certainty, putting aside judgment, putting aside professional everything. All of that is temporarily for a year or so right now on the back burner. Right now, you are being called. Your children will be making something during this period that's going to go forward with them for the rest of their lives. Art may not be able to change the world, but art changes lives, and lives change world. When you go back home to seclusion, or when you're home listening now, all I want you to do is do those little things, those ideas you already had in your head, and begin understanding there are no wasted days. All of this is already deposited in you, and all you have to do in your horrible way is start putting it down into your work. That song you wanted to write, that little idiot poem about something you saw on television, for goodness sake. The iPhone in your pocket carries the history of the known universe within it. It is a tool for doing anything you want. If you want to take pictures during this period, take them. This is your time to feed the wild beasts that already live inside of you. And the book to order and have uh, be delivered to your home is How to Be an Artist, Jerry Saltz. I have to ask, 
What are you doing? What are you creating? Aside from sharing this with us, which is so heavenly, are you creating anything new during this time? I am writing as hard as I can. I'm trying to dance naked before the world. As far as writing and putting it online on my Instagram, Jerry Saltz, or my Twitter, Jerry Saltz, and in New York Magazine, for me, now is the time to try to dig deep, frankly, and look at what is art, what are its essences, what does it do, what is it for? That's what I'm doing. That's just my natural inclination. So I'm trying to write about that because I can't go to my usual 20 or 30 exhibitions in New York City every week. The people listening to this in the beautiful, important Hudson Valley, their lives have temporarily been put on hold. Now is the time to take all that stuff that's already in you. Those wishes, the demands, the desires, everything, and see what would happen if you start putting, embedding those in writing, drawing, photography, song, cooking, dance, a book, a short book. I don't care. Make a fridge magnet that <laughs> captures your imagination. Yeah, we will always remember this time and we'll have a lot of art to show for it. That is certain. Okay, artists, get to work. Isn't he a love? Jerry Saltz, follow him everywhere. How to Be an Artist is his beautiful new book. It is so encouraging. I mean, this man, this man knows everything there is about art. And you know what he wants you to do? He wants you to paint a rock today. That's what he wants you to do. Take whatever is in you, a song, a poem, a dance move, whatever you got. Come on, baby. Bring it. Bring us your art, because that's where your love is, and we need it. We need your love, and we need your courage, and we need your art. Jerry Saltz, How to Be an Artist. Wow, so grateful to talk to him today. All right, we got a little bit more to talk about, but first, a meditation from my guy, Steve Quinn. This meditation has three titles, and it goes with the color pale green. The first title is the glory of it all. The next, the vast multiplicity. And the third, the covenant between the human and all that there is. Think for a moment about all that you know exists. Give it some time. Let images form up in your mind. The planet, all the cities across the face of the planet, the vast oceans teeming with life, the great land masses and all the animals migrating, doing their life, the birds in the air, the air itself, clouds. Think of everything that makes up a human, from cells to organs, all the structures and all the ingredients. Now think about the universe, stretching forever, and all the elements that come together and form particles. Now think of all the words and references you know, all the stuff, the ingredients, the raw material that you choose between and decide what you want to take up. This whole field of vast multiplicity is there at the very bottom of creation. 
for humans to be in. Choose within. Decide what to take up and what to leave behind. This is the field of great multiplicity spread before you. Think of it often. If you're young and starting out in life, just think to yourself and know how much there is to choose from. And you have a wide open panorama in front of you. If you're well on the journey of your life and have decided many things and discarded many others, it's always useful to just pause for a moment and know that there's always more. You could take up a new thing, a new idea, a new research in your life. This vast panorama is spread before us. Think about it. And what it causes in you is to feel and know the glory of it all. That's Steve Quinn, spiritual teacher and healer. He works a great deal with people who are struggling with addictions. And you can find out more at his website, quitwithquinn.com. That's quitwithquinn.com. I'm Casey. Thank you so much for listening to Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show. And please keep in touch at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. I am still planning on June 20th to have a retreat for uh, female veterans, and I am still planning two weekend retreats for women in August in Ossining and in Garrison, and you know, everything's changing all the time. And for as long as we can, we'll keep getting together here or wherever. And I find myself at a loss for words with the few minutes that remain in our show. I haven't even been answering the phone much lately because I just don't know what to say. Anybody else experiencing that? Or not wanting to say the same things over and over again. You know, these are crazy dark times and we are still in the midst of them. And I am just insanely grateful for this experience that we can get together and uh, share some thoughts every week. So gratitude was our topic today and art. Count your blessings and make your art. And in the few minutes we have left and me not knowing what to say, I'm falling back on one of my favorite poems that I found almost 40 years ago and it literally saved my life. I, I was just at a crossroads in my life and I found myself on a, in a gift shop in New Jersey and this poem was in a frame and I still have the poem, although the frame, I think we've gone through three frames. This poem is always where I can see it. And not all of it even makes sense right now, but some of it does. And if a line or two lands with you, then I'm grateful. So I share with you Max Ehrman's The Desiderata as our thought for the day. Go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others too, even to the dull and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons, they are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. 
Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture your strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. Do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe. No less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. And as I said, not all of it is perfectly apropos for the time, but when I'm at a loss for words, I always end up with Max Ehrman's Desiderata. My wish for you is you have a wonderful week, and we all get together next week when things are just a little bit better. Go make some art. I am so grateful for our time together. Shana. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.